quickest way possible to make healthy habits stick by using a concept called habit stacking. That's what we're talking about today on The Shaleen Show. All right, let's go. In 2007, researchers at Oxford University started looking at the brains of newborn babies. And what they found was pretty dang interesting. What they found when comparing the brains of newborn babies to the brains of adults was that adults had fewer, get this, fewer neurons in their brain than newborns did. Kind of interesting, huh? And that was very compelling for the researchers. They wanted to figure out, like, why would babies have more neurons if, obviously, adults are more skilled and smarter, et cetera, they they can do more. And they wanted to know, okay, what was going on in the brain? What they discovered is a concept that they now call synaptic pruning. Okay. And here's just a really layman's way of understanding synaptic pruning. It is our synapses, think of them as if you don't use it, you lose it. Our synapses are a fancy way of describing the connection that happens between two neurons in your brain. So it's this basic idea that your brain, if it doesn't need those connections, they, they kind of fade away. If they don't get used frequently, they disappear, if you will. All right, so let me give you a more tactical example of this. So let's say that the country, the world is in the middle of a pandemic and everyone goes into lockdown and you decide to every day of the pandemic to go roller skating. Now you used to do it as a kid, but you haven't done it in years and years and years. Well, what happens is when you were a kid, you, you could do like shoot the duck and you could roller skate backwards and you could do all these really cool things and you were very, very confident on your roller skates. But now you're an adult and you're putting on your roller skates again. And while some of those synopses are there, the connections that used to exist between them have either weakened or they've fallen away. But you start roller skating every single day for like six months. And your brain begins to strengthen these connections. So it's not only physically are you getting better at it, mentally you're getting better at it. And the more you practice, the stronger those connections become. And those connections start to get faster and more efficient. So when the first time you threw on your roller skates, you were like, whoa, whoa, it felt like, it literally felt like the first time, even though you had done it for years. But now you're throwing on your roller skates and your body knows how to respond when you start to lose your balance. It doesn't make you nervous. The brain builds these stronger, faster connections and you start to develop skills much more easily. It feels second nature. In fact, you're no longer thinking about it. It's a biological process that happens in our brains. And it's these biological processes, these synopses, these connections that allow us to make habits, the type of habits where you're not even thinking about it, you're just doing it. It's the same process that happens when you're in your car, you're driving somewhere, and then suddenly you're getting off at an exit and you're like, what am I doing? This isn't my exit. This is just the exit that I normally get off on. Your brain wasn't even thinking about it. Those synopses were happening without you even being aware of them. The synopses are so strong that you don't have to think about it. You don't have to discipline yourself to do these things. They just happen. An example of that might be brushing your teeth. An example of that might be rubbing your eyes in the morning. An example of that might be sitting up in bed and opening up your phone. An example of that might be before you go to bed, you get coffee ready for the morning. These are things you don't even think about. You just do them over and over and over again. And the more we repeat them, the stronger those synopses become. 
The question is, how do we get ourselves to the point at which we've repeated it so often that the connection is there, the synapse is strong, and we no longer have to rely on discipline or thinking about it? We've developed a habit, a habit that is strongly connected in a pathway in our brains. The answer is something B.J. Fogg, habit expert and Stanford University researcher, calls implementation intention. In other words, stacking one habit on top of another, pairing a new habit that you want to develop with one that's already been established, one that already has the synopses connected, hardwired. We all want to develop healthy habits. We all want to have those habits that make it easier for us to just get through the day and not have to rely on discipline and not have to remind ourselves or to beat ourselves up when we forget to do something. We want these habits. Yet we've been told by the media, by books, by other authors and experts that a habit is the act of repeating something over and over and over again. You've probably heard the myth that it takes 21 days or 30 days to form a habit. While it is true that repeating something over and over and over again does indeed help to establish those connections, those synopses, helps to solidify habits, it doesn't create. Surprise, surprise, the girl who was roller skating almost every day of the lockdown is yours truly. I did that almost every day for six months. I did so by disciplining myself to do it. And while the act of roller skating became easier and my body began to remember the things that I used to do and even learn some new skills, feeling comfortable on my roller skates became habitual. It became second nature. I no longer had to think about it. But what didn't happen was the act of me roller skating every day because I was relying on discipline to make myself do that. Now, I don't necessarily want to roller skate every day now. I made it a goal for myself to do that. I'm going to roller skate on occasion. I don't need to do it every single day. So I'm not going to try to create a daily habit or even a weekly habit. I'm just going to remind myself when I want to do it, when I feel like doing something that feels like self-care, to put on my roller skates. But I might also just go for a walk on the beach. You would think because I repeated that activity every single day or nearly every single day for six months that it would now be a habit. The reason why it isn't a habit, the act of roller skating every day is not a habit, is because... I didn't put in place some of these really important elements that need to be there if you're going to create a habit. They are things we've talked about before, but as a reminder, you need a trigger. You need something that's like, oh yeah, this is the time, this is the environment, this is the moment, this is the circumstance, this is when I roller skate. That trigger is sometimes also referred to as an anchor. It's the thing that you're anchoring the behavior to. So we know that step is really important. And then there's the behavior or the action, the thing that you're trying to establish as a habit. So if, in fact, I was trying to establish the habit of roller skating every single day, I would need to attach it to some kind of an anchor, typically something that I'm doing at the same time every single day that reminds me that this is the time when I put on my skates and go. Please know that if you are beating yourself up because you once, quote, had a habit something that you did almost every single day, and then you stop doing it, or you forgot, or you just feel as though you're no longer disciplined, I want you to know it's not about your discipline. It's not about your drive or determination or how badly you want it. You were likely missing some key ingredients that are required to turn something, that you're even something you're doing every single day, 
to turn it into a habit. And by habit, I mean something that you're doing without even having to think about it or to rely on discipline or alarms and reminders. So let's do a little exercise together. I want you at this moment to think about one habit that you would love to not have to rely on discipline, that you you know you could increase your health. It would have a profound positive impact on your life if you just did this every single day and you didn't have to force yourself to do it. You didn't have to set a reminder. You just did it. What is that one habit? Take a moment. Really think about it. Like if you had a magic wand and you could put this habit in your life every single day, you didn't have to think about it. It just happened naturally. What is the one habit? Just pick one that would make all the difference in the world. That's step one. Step two, again, if we're following the science behind establishing habits and we're relying on the experts, and when I say experts, the scientists who study habit formation, scientists like BJ Fogg, authors like James Clear, the next step is taking that habit that you've just decided you want to establish and making it a million times, okay, fine, that's an exaggeration, a hundred times smaller. For example, you might have just said to yourself, "Ah, man, I need to drink more water. Well, what is more water? How much is more water? How many ounces is more water? And you might answer that question by saying, "Uh, I would like to drink 100 ounces. But at the moment, you're drinking, you know, maybe two tall glasses of water a day. You're getting in like 16 ounces of water. Everything else is other forms of fluid, right? Well, to go from 16 to 100 is, is setting yourself up for failure. And habit formation is very dependent upon how we feel, the internal reward that we feel for following through. So if I set a goal for myself to drink 100 ounces of water, and I'm currently drinking 16 ounces of water, the likelihood that I'm going to switch from 16 to 100 and maintain that for more than a couple of days is very low, which means the likelihood of me feeling negative thoughts about this new habit or negative thoughts about myself is very high. In order for habits to stick, we need to feel good about ourselves. We need to feel good about what it is we're doing. And that is why step one is to create specificity when it comes to your habit and to make it smaller, to make it tiny. Rather than saying, my goal is to exercise more, there's no specificity in that. You might say, my my goal is to exercise daily. Well, that goal might just be way too big. Just be honest, if in the back of your head, you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to set this goal to develop this habit, but I just, man, I don't know if I'm going to do it. That is your sign that you have selected a habit that's too big and we need to downsize it. We need to make it more bite-sized. We need to select a new habit that nearly guarantees you're going to be successful. And I know that this is contrary to what we often teach with goal setting where you want to set a goal for yourself that feels audacious, that feels like a stretch, that feels almost impossible, but you know you can do it. A scary goal. But when it comes to habits, the opposite is true. You want to set a goal for yourself to establish a habit that you're almost positive you're going to do it. Make a goal to establish a habit which you know you will succeed at because that success will breed more success and you'll be able to make that habit even bigger, more profound but in bite-sized pieces. So if, for example, you said, I want to exercise every single day, I want to run for an hour, and right now you're leading a pretty sedentary life, that's too big. What you might do instead is say, twice a week, I'm going to put on my walking shoes and walk for 15 minutes. Does that sound scary? 
when I was working to adjust the time at which I go to bed each night, in my mind, I thought, I I need to go to bed every night at 9.30. I need to go to bed. I need to be asleep by 10. I need to be in bed by 9.30. But at the time that I was telling myself this at beginning of the lockdown, I was staying up until like midnight and waking up really late. So to think that I could establish a habit the next week of going to bed at 9.30, even though that's what I wanted to do, even though that was the habit I wanted to form, there was no way I was going to be successful at that if I tried to do that. Instead, I worked on the habit of going to bed just 30 minutes earlier. Then I began to form the triggers that would allow me or help me and remind me to get in bed by 11. And that was doable. Eventually, I was able to slide that back a little further and a little further. So your second step is to take the habit that you just said you wanted to form and make it smaller, make it tiny. Next, we're going to attach that new habit you want to form to one that already exists, a concept referred to as habit stacking. Researchers from both Stanford and Oxford University have been able to demonstrate that this is the quickest way to solidify a habit. In fact, you can solidify a habit in as little as three days by practicing this technique. What I thought I would do today is share with you some of the ways I've been able to create more habits just by using this technique of habit stacking. To do this, you want to start with an existing, very strong habit, a habit that you almost take for granted every day. For example, your brain doesn't even think about it, but you, when you walk into the bathroom, you brush your teeth. When you're done taking a shower in the morning, you either drop your towel on the floor or you hang it on a particular rack. Maybe you're in the habit every single day of making your bed, making your kids lunches the night before. As a matter of fact, I'll bet that there's some habits you do every single day that aren't exactly healthy habits or your best habits, but they are things that are so ingrained in your brain, you just do them mindlessly. Like maybe for you, that's watching TV and snacking or drinking a glass of wine. Whatever the habit is, good or needs improvement, you can connect a new behavior to that behavior in a way to quickly build a new habit on a current habit, also known as habit stacking. Now, the way that you do habit stacking is pretty interesting. You can either stack the new habit just before you would normally do the existing habit, or you can stack the new habit after the existing habit. So I thought I would share with you some of my very successful habit stacking formulas. So these are things I do in my real life that relate to improving my health, I do a lot of habit stacking. Some of it is habit stacking for organization, for productivity. But today I'm sharing with you habit stacking I do to make sure I stay healthy. Let's start with my coffee maker. At night, I'm in the habit of getting my coffee maker ready so that when I wake up in the morning, I wake up to the scent of freshly brewed coffee. I do this every single night. I don't even think about it. Those synapses are well-formed. You've probably heard me discuss before how it was I developed the habit of drinking 75 ounces of water each day. Initially, I bought one of those giant water bottles, those water bottles that are so big by the time you get to the bottom of the bottle, your water is warm or gross and you just don't even feel like drinking it. With that type of water bottle, I found myself not very inspired to finish the whole bottle and I didn't like just refilling it halfway and not being able to keep track of how many total ounces did I have. I love 
the feeling I get when I can check something off my list. I loved the way it made me feel each day to know with certainty that I had at least 75 to 100 ounces of water. And I I could never know with certainty when I just had one big giant water bottle and I was filling it halfway up and then drinking it all the way down and then filling it all the way up. I just could never keep track of how many ounces I had. And I felt like I was guessing or cheating or overestimating how many ounces I was having. So instead, I switched to a three water bottle system. I take three 25 ounce bottles. I fill each one of those up the night before with water, a little bit of ice, and they stay cold for 24 hours. This works for me. I am telling you, I feel so good about myself when I finish one bottle and I think to myself, oh, only two more. And then I drink the next one. I'm like, look at that, two down, one to go. It feels good. And one thing we've learned about habit formation is you've got to feel good. You've got to feel good about yourself. You've got to feel that little endorphin rush, that little I check the box off rush, that little like, wow, there's a reward in this. You have to feel that in order for a habit to form those synopses in your brain. So by getting these three water bottles, it worked. But soon after that, I realized I was starting my day with coffee and starting too late on my water drinking habit. My objective was to start my morning with at least 10 ounces of water. To do this, I decided to set my first water bottle right next to the coffee maker. That way, as I was preparing my coffee, you know, mixing in my MCT oils and you know, making it delicious, a little dash of cinnamon, a little dash of Himalayan sea salt. I make a delicious cup of coffee. By placing my water bottle next to the coffee maker every morning, it helped me to form the habit of drinking water before my coffee. Stacking the placement of my water bottle next to an existing habit helped me to create the habit of drinking water before my coffee. Now, here's the really cool thing about habit stacking. You can stack a whole series of new habits onto an existing habit. And that's exactly what I did. I've been working to establish the habit of taking my supplements every single day. Well, because I don't like the look of all those little containers and bottles out on my counter in my bathroom, I was putting them in my uh, medicine cabinet, in which case I wasn't seeing them. So even though I kept telling myself, okay, when I brush my teeth, take my supplements, I just wasn't doing it. It wasn't working. So you always want to make sure that you don't give up on the connection you're trying to make by assuming the habit you tried to stack it on top of was the right habit. Go back to the drawing board, pick another existing habit, and try stacking it on top of that one. Here's what I did. First, I identified why this habit was difficult for me to fall through on. And I know for me, the reason why is because I don't like seeing all of these bottles out on the counter that looks like clutter to me. I couldn't stand the sight of it anywhere in my house. So I found a, a pill canister, I guess you would call it. It's If you can imagine, it's almost like a tall, maybe five inches tall, maybe four inches tall, clear canister. The canister, when you look down at the top of it, is divided into, I think, like five or six, maybe even eight different compartments, almost like pie-shaped compartments. Then it has a lid. So you fill each one of those little compartments with your supplements. The lid rotates, so it turns, turns, turns to each little individual compartment, allowing you to dose out one or two capsules. I will put a link to it below this, but I found it on Amazon, and that solved the problem of seeing so much clutter. 
Next, I tried attaching this to my morning coffee routine. So at night, what I would do is place that little pill container next to my coffee maker. That way, when I woke up in the morning to have my cup of coffee, I would see my supplements and be reminded to take my supplements before having my first cup of coffee. All right, so you can see how this is working. I stacked the habit of putting a water bottle next to my coffee maker. And then once that habit was established, I placed my little supplement container next to the water bottle, which is next to the coffee maker. And now you can see I've just stacked several habits onto one that was already formed and it's, it's working. But the way that it really solidifies those synapses in your brain is when you, you recognize the reward. And for many of us, that reward is just giving yourself a mental pat on the back and saying, good job, like this is awesome. So many people don't do this. And when you go and have your hormone levels tested, girl, you're going to be in balance because you're actually taking care of yourself. Like this feels good. It feels good to remember. It feels good to start my day with water. It feels good to remember to take the things that I need to supplement my health. But what about those things that you don't need to do every day, but you need to do often? Like say, for example, watering the plants or putting a mask on your hair or a weekly skincare regimen. For example, once a week, I've been trying to get myself in the habit of giving myself a home microdermabrasion session, if you will. So I I bought this really cool machine from Trophy Skin, who, by the way, they are often a sponsor of the show. I'll I'll talk to you about the, the, the machine that I use in just a second. But this makes my skin feel so good. But I had a difficult time getting myself in the habit of using it on a regular basis. And my goal was to to use it at least once a week to create that habit. So how do you create a habit that's weekly? By attaching it to another habit that is a weekly habit. I'm already in the weekly habit of watering my plants. I do that on the same day that my housekeeper comes. When they're here, I can't record a podcast. There's not much work I can do. I feel very distracted when there's anyone in the house. And so What I do when the housekeepers are here is I remind myself, oh, this is the time when I water the plants, which doesn't take very long. So I thought, well, what if I started doing this little dermabrasion right after I water the plants? Well, that doesn't work because I'm not in self-care mode in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week. Back to the drawing board. Then I realized almost every single Saturday night, we are in the habit, Brett and I both, of making a big dinner going out on our deck, enjoying the ocean view and a glass of dry farm wines. Yes, I know. I I love my organic dry farm wine. And this is not a plug for them, but I will put a link to it in the show notes because anytime I mention it, I get messages from you guys on Instagram like, hey, what was the name of that wine again that you drink? All right. So that's in the show notes. But anyways, after we do that and then coming inside and enjoying a documentary on Netflix or HBO or Amazon, I'm just sitting on the couch doing nothing, watching a documentary. That seemed like the perfect time to pull out this little machine, which is portable, which allowed me to just sit on the floor in front of my coffee table. I plug in my little machine. It's got a little mirror on the inside of the machine. And then I also pull in my 10X mirror too, because I really love doing this. I just plug in my Microderm MD. That's the name of the machine that I use. It's very quiet. And I just start buffing away my fine lines and wrinkles. It's pretty fun. And it's, I don't know, it's very soothing to do it. It feels good. So there's that reward. I know I'm sloughing away all the dead cells off my face. I know when I'm finished that my skin is going to look radiant. Then I can continue with my skincare routine. It's a Saturday night. So it's like Saturday nights are my night to take care of my skin. 
And yes, by the way, you can pick up one of these systems too. They have they have a couple of them. They have a little tiny one, which is what they call their uh, faceless system. It's $199. That's called the Rejuvitone MD, and it instantly improves the tone of your face. It's amazing. It uses this EMS, like uh, a micro current technology that stimulates the muscles in your face. Very, very cool. My favorite, however, is the one that I use on Saturday night is the Microderm MD. It's like this, like I said, you're giving yourself microderm abrasion at home. And that is $299. It was out of stock for a while. It's back in stock. By the way, all of those prices, y'all, you get the hookup because the folks at Trophy Skin actually listen to The Shaleen Show and they are also sponsors because they know how much I love their products. So you get 30% off of those prices just by entering the code LIFER. Don't forget, think LIFER when you check out. That's trophyskin.com. Use the code LIFER. You get 30% off. I highly recommend the Microderm MD. That's what, I, that's what I'm doing weekly on Saturdays when we Netflix and chill. So what habit is it that you would like to establish that maybe you don't need to do daily, but you'd like to do it weekly? Once you've done that, experiment with attaching it to an already established weekly habit. To finish, I want to share with you rapid fire some of the other habits I've stacked that I think improve my health. So when I brush my teeth, I lay my push journal across my sink. That habit, those two habits together, obviously brushing my teeth is a habit formed since childhood laying the push journal across my sink. That's a habit I then stacked on top of that. It's well established. Recently, I started stacking a third habit onto those two existing habits. So I like to, or I need to put hyaluronic, it's hard for me to say that, hyaluronic acid. The other day I said hydrochloric acid. (laughs) You do not want to put hydrochloric acid on your face. I need to put hyaluronic acid on my face. So I have this nice little serum. I think it's the word acid that freaks me out. But anyways, I've got this wonderful little serum that I use and I I need to put that on my face every morning before I add any makeup, et cetera. And I was forgetting to do this because again, it was in my medicine cabinet. And so then I moved it by my uh, makeup bag and and that didn't work because I, I didn't feel like it absorbed into my face quickly enough for me to then apply my makeup. So what I started doing was putting this hyaluronic acid next to my toothbrush, which is next to my push journal. And this stack currently is working, working on the habit of making sure I have greens with every single meal. Now, when I pull out a plate to prepare my meal, I also pull out the container of my my greens, my spring mix. And I just put that on my plate with a squeeze of lemon, a little Himalayan sea salt. And it's no matter what I'm eating, for the most part, it's always more delicious with dark leafy greens. I have a well-established habit of every single day spending about an hour or two writing. I'm either writing notes for the podcast, one of my programs, reviewing messages from my members inside the Marketing Impact Academy or one of my programs. And when I do that, I'm sitting, sitting looking at a computer for hours. Now, the habit of doing that is well-established, but I hate sitting for hours doing nothing. It feels, it just doesn't feel good. Like my circulation feels poor. My back hurts from sitting. So I knew I needed to be active, but how is it I could be active and at the same time working on my computer? The thought of a stand-up treadmill walking desk, that idea just did not work for me. So what I experimented with was buying a tray that I could set on top of my Peloton bars, my handlebars. It's so cool, you guys. I don't know if you have a spin bike, or any piece of exercise equipment. But if you do, I use something called a spin tray. 
you can get it. I think it's spintray.com. I'll figure out the um, the link and put it in the show notes as well. I'll put all, all the stuff in the show notes. But I use a spin tray. I'm pretty sure you can get it on Amazon too. And it's just this acrylic clear tray that I it fits right on top of the handlebars for this particular bike. And it makes it level. And they even sell an additional adjuster that allows me to pull the tray closer to me. It's awesome. And then I'm not getting a workout, but I'm moving my legs. I'm getting some circulation. Sure, I'm burning a few extra calories. It just feels good. It improves my mood. It improves my creativity. And it's healthy. And there are plenty of days where that's the only cardio I'm going to get. I think we all have a pretty well-established habit of getting ready for bed, right? You, you change out of the clothes you were wearing and you change into whatever it is you sleep in or take off your clothes and you sleep in the buff. I don't know what it is. But you have a habit of preparing yourself for bed each night, as do I. I've attached to that habit the habit of laying out my workout clothes for the next morning. I wanted to create a habit that would improve my oral health, improve my gut health by improving my oral health. To do that, I stack the habit of taking a xylomelt, which is this little tablet that I put in my mouth at night when I sleep. It adheres to the inside of my cheek and my gum. And it kills all bacteria in your mouth while you're sleeping. It's amazing. It has completely improved my oral health. My dentist recommended it. And I'm like, why did someone not tell me about this 10 years ago? I had so many problems with mouth decay because I'm a mouth breather. And (laughs) that sounds so funny. I mean, who isn't a mouth breather? I'm a mouth breather and I sleep with my mouth open. I don't breathe through my nose when I sleep. And so with your mouth open, all this bacteria was forming in my mouth and I couldn't figure out why, even though I've got these great oral habits, I brush my teeth all the time, I floss like a freak, but I was still getting cavities until my doctor recommended that I use these xylomelts. They are made with xylitol and they literally kill the bacteria in your mouth. It's crazy. I wake up and I feel like, oh my gosh, I have fresh breath. So I love taking them, but I couldn't get myself in the habit of remembering to do it until... I identified an existing habit that I could attach that habit to. The existing habit is every night before I go to bed, I take out my contacts, I put on my glasses, and then I use my glasses to watch TV in bed or, I don't know, look at a few last things on my phone, whatever it is. I I wear my glasses at night. When I take my glasses off, I lay them on the stand next to my bed, and that is my cue to grab my xylomelt. I put it in the side of my mouth, and it just gradually melts overnight. I know you're going to ask me about these two. I'm going to tell you they're pretty pricey. They're pretty pricey. And I buy them on Amazon. I'll find a a link and put it in the show notes as well. Lots of things for you to check out in the show notes today. Those are just a few of the healthy habits that I've stacked onto existing habits. Remember, however, the first time you try to attach it to an existing habit, you might have selected the wrong one. Don't give up. Keep looking for the right existing habit to attach your new habit to. This stuff works. As a matter of fact, it is the basis for the redesign that we did of my program called the 131 Method. We still have that program, but she went through an overhaul. We now call her Phase It Up, and she's much more based in these habits and how to form them around all of the healthy things you need to do for your nutrition and your lifestyle Yes, it is a nutrition program. Yes, there are meal plans and shopping lists, and it is created by our registered dietitians. The community is incredibly supportive. There's accountability. There's so much to learn about what your body needs to improve your digestion, 
to get rid of bloat, to learn how to eat for your body, to learn how to phase your nutrition. But all of that is pointless if you don't do it. And if you have to force yourself to do these things or discipline yourself to do these things, that's no good either. That's why 131 Method went through a total makeover and is now known as Phase It Up. It is habit-based nutrition. It's the science of habits because when it's already formed in your brain, when we can make those little synopses and connections, you don't have to be disciplined. You don't have to rely on reminding yourself or forcing yourself to do something. It just makes being healthier and happier that much easier. So you can check that out too. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Phase it up. You can join right now with no initiation fee. That's huge, over $100 savings. Again, I will put a link in the show notes and I encourage you to check it out, especially if you understand how important it is that these things happen on a regular basis without you having to force yourself to be disciplined. All right, guys, that's it for today. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.